This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Now I wanted to talk about something that's happening in the province of Quebec, which we just uh, briefly broached yesterday. It has to do with the uh, new CAC government, the Coalition Avenir, deciding that, I guess, in the interests of promoting the secular society that they envision Quebec to be, they want to ban any religious symbols in the public sector. Uh, so teachers, uh, police officers, anybody who carries a firearm would be banned from whether it's a, a yarmulke, a turban, a hijab, that kind of thing, that would be considered verboten. So uh, what are the implications of this law, and where is this all going? Joining me on the line right now is Natasha Bacht, who's an associate law professor at the University of Ottawa. And Natasha, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, how do you see this uh, law that they're proposing here, including with the notwithstanding clause, which I guess is uh, pretty much a preemptive admission that it's going to be challenged at the Supreme Court level? Do you see that? Yes, I think that um, I think that with the use of the notwithstanding clause, I think the government is essentially admitting that there are constitutional problems with this bill, but they are um, essentially making it impossible to constitutionally challenge the bill. Right, uh, but when it does come to constitutional rights enshrined in the Charter, there's a right of freedom of conscience and religion. Uh, doesn't that really protect these individuals who want to wear, for example, uh let's say, the hijab in the workplace or even a yarmulke? Yes, I mean, that's what religious freedom, as it's enshrined in the Quebec Charter and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, is meant to do. Um, This bill, I think, um, like previous bills introduced by earlier governments in Quebec, really tries to create a problem where there is none. So, of course, there are public sector employees currently working in Quebec who wear visible religious symbols, There's no concern that these employees are somehow less competent or unable to perform their work in a way that is expected of them. I mean, if I were to encounter someone working in the government in a position of authority, like a judge, for example, who wore a hijab or a turban, I wouldn't think that the decisions that they would render are somehow going to be influenced by their religious perspective. I mean, they're judges who have undergone significant training and education, They've taken oath to perform their work objectively, and so they would decide a particular case based on the relevant statutes and jurisprudence. If I, frankly, were to see a judge wearing a hijab or a turban, I would think, how cool, what a wonderful country we live in that people from all walks of life are visible in every aspect of our society. And so we should feel enriched by this diversity, and yet this government insists on targeting these minority communities. Well, all right. Yeah. In the interest of diversity, uh, it's kind of interesting you bring that up because Quebec's Immigration Diversity and Inclusiveness Minister uh, says it's perfectly reasonable, his words, that a choice about the secular nature of the state should be decided by the Quebec legislature alone. That's why we're using the notwithstanding clause. He thinks that the legislature or believes that trumps uh, anything else that the law might uh, or, you know, judges may interpret. Yeah, you know, I think that's a very misinformed understanding of what secularism in Canada and in Quebec means. Secularism includes the protection of religious freedom, and that, as I said, is enshrined in both the Quebec and the Canadian charters. Um, You know, religious freedom means that you can practice your religion by wearing garments that have religious significance to you without fear of reprisal. 
And this bill imposes reprisals. It means people who wear religious symbols or clothing um, can't get employment in the public sector. Um, it's going to impact teachers. And, you know, another aspect of the bill that doesn't get talked about a lot is that people who cover their faces that is, Muslim women who wear the niqab, will not be able to receive public services. Um, I mean, that is such a flagrant violation of their rights. It will mean that these women will be unable to tra travel on public transportation in the province. Um, it will prevent them from accessing childcare, healthcare. The implications are, are very far-reaching. And so, of course, the legislature should be able to enact laws, but they really should not be enacting laws that are unjust. Well, that uh, issue surrounding the niqab, I thought the ban on that actually had been implemented somewhat earlier, a uh, few years back, and uh, for reasons that might be somewhat different, wouldn't you agree? I mean, on matters of identification, uh, that presents a whole other issue relative to secularism, doesn't it? Um, Bill 62 was enacted into law um, a couple of, uh, I think it was just over a year ago, mm -hmm. um, but that legislation was temporarily um, suspended, if you like, by the courts until some constitutional challenges which had been launched um, were dealt with. So um, what this new bill, Bill 21, does is it keeps in effect the part of Bill 62 which said that Muslim women who cover their faces, and it doesn't use the language of Muslim women, it just says people who cover their faces will not be able to receive public services. And you're right that the reasons given for this um, uh, rule is for reasons of identification or security purposes. But of course, Muslim women who cover their faces have always been willing to show their faces for identification purposes or security purposes. They simply ask that a woman official be uh, permitted to compare their face to some photo identification. So again, it's the creation of a problem where there really has never been one. So what do you think is behind this new proposal here? Because you've got the National Council of Canadian Muslims who are advocating for political leaders to call out what they call xenophobic, racist, and Islamophobic rhetoric for what it is, ignorant and hurtful. Do you think that's what's at play here? I do. I do. I think that this is legislation that is highly problematic. It's deeply racist. Um, it's going to put minority communities in a very vulnerable situation. What we know that when debates in Quebec around Bill 60, Bill 62, when they occurred, um, we saw an increase in human rights violations. We saw an increase in violence toward these minority communities, particularly women. Um, and I think politicians know this because this is being tracked by all sorts of non-governmental organizations. And so I think to... But they're also removing Christian symbols. They've taken the cross out of the National Assembly there since 1936. You've got a large Jewish population in places like Montreal, if the uh, kippah or the yarmulke is not allowed as well. I mean, this is cutting across the board beyond Muslims, isn't it? It is, absolutely. That's why I'm referring to them as minority communities. Yes, it's minority religious communities that are being targeted, but there's a particular target on um, Muslim communities, given, um, given that the bill also says that you cannot receive a public service if your face is covered. And the only 
group of people who I know that covers their faces publicly are niqab-wearing women. All right. Natasha, we'll let you go. I mean, this one obviously is uh, rather controversial. I notice that the English Montreal School Board has also defied the order, or planning to, so uh, we haven't heard the end of it yet. Uh, perhaps we'll speak on that occasion as well when uh, it really starts to heat up. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks very much. You got it. Natasha Bacht, again, is an associate law professor at the University of Ottawa. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.